Oh. I'm all man when it comes to the crust. Yeah. SpaghettiOs is a soup. Wow. I'm a man of many earth tones. Oh. Yeah, I think Cheerios are still Who hot. Cheerios? Cheerios are hot, babe. Ooh. It's like an avocado. It's raw. The deuce. So you're plugging your other pod. <laughs> yeah, you know, my other pod has merch. <laughs> oh, does it fucking really? That's all it has, though. It's just a sticker. That's one more sticker than our much ballyhooed non-existent merch page has here on the Deuce. We really do need a Deuce sticker at the very least. I'd like to think that we can shoot higher than sticker. I like that attitude as well. I think we can. I think we certainly can. I know you think we can. Can I show you something I got from Marshalls? Please. So I love lemon. I have lemon every single day. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, it's the it's the Goomba in you. you I guys woke can't up like see this. It. It's it's a it throw is, pillow. It says I woke up like this. It's a crocheted throw pillow and it's got lemons on it and it says I woke up like this. So uh, I'm kind of killing it. The only thing that makes me sad was I got these salt and pepper shakers in Italy. Yeah. They're lemon salt and pepper shakers. I got these in Sorrento. Yeah. And I discovered on the one of the episodes we did before that these are made in China. In China. Yeah. What did you, r- what did you expect? Just like a little old Nona to ma- hand make these. Is that too much to expect? Hey, you wanted them to work, didn't you? Well, they're making gnocchi with their sweet angel hands. They can't also make the salt and pepper shakers. You know what's funny is you, I don't think of lemons as like a consummately Italian fruit. I don't oh, think of is. them as a non-Italian fruit, but like when I think like what are visual symbols of of my Italy, lemon's not very high up on the list. I don't think of you as particularly Italian looking. I don't think you don't look Italian. I just don't think your face screams mambo italiano but what does it scream oh there's a butt okay but when you hold lemons you look like miss lemon tree puglia italy 1997 i mean i would say i even look like i'm from an era long ago yeah sweater and my side braid yeah no you look like um like the the uh like my name's freaking angelina yeah you look angelina like the, 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 the the virginal model who's like you know extra extra virgin pure lemons in every squeeze yeah i swear to god i get that off of you i'm glad that i'm i'm uh, i'm exuding a virgin olive oil <laughs> it's also something i can't live without i i eat virgin extra virgin olive oil and lemon every day I don't know if it's doing anything. Why is it the Trader Joe's sells um, uh, the they have their extra virgin olive oil, and then if you spell if you spend two dollars more per bottle, it's it's President's Reserve. What like, wh- like which president? First yeah. of all, I mean I don't think they mean it's Biden's <laughs> olive oil. I assume it just seems sort of implicit to me that it's the the president of Italy. It's just I- like. I'm just like, look, I'm just fucking with my laptop. I'm sorry. I got salt all over my laptop. <laughs> I gotta fix it. Hold on. Are you like performing Wiccan? Got- are you performing Wiccan spells over there? You're just. 
Are you seasoning <laughs> cutlets while we pod? The salt went in the pod. <laughs> it went everywhere on my laptop and I freaked out because I just thought of like sand in your phone and it's supposed to be horrible. For yeah, me. that would be really bad. Right. So, so far so we've got, got... <laughs> we've got salt, olive, and so, so far this isn't a podcast so much as a ceviche. It's, it's, we're, we're starting a dish is what's going on. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you something. No, 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 go ahead. You were going to say something. No, go ahead. So I am still suffering from this illness, which is now spanning several weeks. Obviously. God, it's spanning weeks. Wow. Weeks. Yeah, no, I should probably go to the hospital. But before I do, <laughs> <laughs> where's the line if you're, do, if you're doing, uh, like if you're doing travel standup dates, um, like where's where the you, line where you have one of those like I, under, I understand if you're like doing like a tag team mic thing maybe you just go hey guys i don't think i'm contagious but who wants to be passing a mic around with a bunch of people i've got a cold obviously i got a sniffle but like when it's just your show and it's no big deal and if you know and, and if and if the feature was concerned about it they could easily swap out the mic it's not a it's not a a, a germ thing it's just like I will not get through an hour of stand-up without a box and a half of tissues. And it's going to kill the effect and it's going to kill the timing. Like, at, w- at what point can a persistent sniffle can- can- uh, cancel a road date just because of appearances? Oh, I've had that. If I'm blowing my nose and coughing and if stuff is coming out, like you, yeah, I can't perform. Because right. that's, even though you're supposedly not contagious at that point, those germs still contain germs. Yeah. Who says you're not contagious when your nose is running and you're coughing? Well, there's like some parts of colds and flus that when you get to that point, when you're working stuff out, when you have, uh, what do they call it? Like a productive cough. Yeah. That you're beyond the point of being contagious. It's not consistent with every single cold or flu, but. Yeah, there's a lag. Usually when you're contagious, you you don't know you're contagious. That's right. That's right. You're contagious before you're fully sick, and 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 after you've been fully sick for a while, you're probably no longer contagious. I yeah, right. it's wild. And my sister's household has been sick for over a month. Mm. I told you, and New Year or what, what holiday? Thanksgiving. That was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. Did you I mean, you made you made Thanksgiving for the family? Didn't you end up having to? Did you go oh, to no, Kenny, it, Did you go to Kenny Rogers Roasters? What What is that? Is that um, a place? It's the poor man's Kenny Rogers themed Boston market. I'd, I'd never heard of it, but I have to go now. I think it, you may have already missed your window. What? I think it's gone. RIP Kenny it's gone? Rogers. It, it went out of business. That's what happens when How you... How could it go out of business? That's what happens when you're fucking Kenny Rogers and you start selling rotisserie chicken. It goes out of business. People- <laughs> you got to know when to fold them. Oh, no. But no one to hold your rotisserie chicken. Mm-hmm. That would have been that would have been a sweet slogan. I uh, no, I did not end up cooking for everybody. I stayed in my room for a majority of the time. I was the only person mm-hmm. who didn't get whatever Montezuma's revenge. Yeah, flowed through that household. So how did that fury. play out? So you wa- you walked in the door, you threw medicine at them, and then you ran and retreated into your aunt's quarters, and yep, then you- I got. I went to my aunt's quarters and I told, I was like, I, you guys live here. If you guys, you, you don't, you're not going anywhere. I, I, here I am trying to justify it, but I felt bad because mm-hmm. it's my family, but I got to get back across the country. Yeah. And also try and do that without infecting everybody else. <coughs> but wait, mm-hmm. wait, can we talk about this? I don't even want to bring this up. It's one of the news stories. Mm. Do you see what this guy did on an airplane? 
I see a couple people doc, uh, did a couple things on airplanes. I but I mean like specifically to our podcast. Yeah. This guy cooked shrimp mm-hmm. in the sink of an airplane. Mm-hmm. It's this guy online. Apparently, he's a viral prankster. And he does this sort of thing. He does this sort of thing. He's a chef. Um, he does a lot of unorthodox ways of cooking and unorthodox slash disgusting ways of cooking things. And so he said, I got a terrible idea. He knew what he, he knew that the thing was gross and it was a bad idea. Yeah. But he cooks his stuff in the bathroom. So he's got like a bag of shrimp, a bag of like garlic mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and he has got like six, he has these, batteries wired to a series of like this little thing that heats the water yeah so we can get the water like scalding hot like literally can get the water boiling but it's in the sink i i I don't even know that if that were the last water on the plane that i would drink it so he boils the shrimp in the sink and then he adds the instant mashed potatoes for flavor then he he mixes it in a vomit bag did he yeah, he that was a nice touch. In a bag. <laughs> I, it, just for starters, like I've become progressively, it's been this real slow simmer leading to a, a, a low level boil for me with the. You can, you continue to talk. I'm just going to shut my door. The needless futility of our continuing TSA masquerade, the uh, the security theater in which we're all uh, participants. Um, and I don't such a theater. Don't get me wrong. I understand. I, I'm not exactly I, I'm complaining about a problem that I'm not offering a solution to. If we did away with TSA tomorrow, something really bad would happen the next day. Not necessarily would, yeah, a, another September 11th. So I just feel like we've sort of painted ourselves into this corner where we need to keep inspecting everybody's shoes from now until the end of time. And yet... A device, like if I can't bring a fork on a plane, I don't understand why a guy can bring a device that can boil water in 15 seconds. That seems like more integral to taking over a plane or building a makeshift explosive than a fork is. Well, he does make a comment about that. He goes, you know, basically uh, the stuff I have is, you know, it it looks questionable. You know, he says, I've got a terrible idea and and... you know, he's surprised. He said, the stuff that I've got looks like a bomb. It's two six-volt batteries that are wired in a way to this immersion beverage heater. Right. Which is like what people use when they go camping and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he mixes a concoction in the barf bag. And he goes back to his seat and eats it. Mm-hmm. And people think this is cool. People think it's like, well, you know, because cooking has become like a rock star thing since Gordon Ramsay started screaming at everybody. Yeah. Everyone thinks, you know, chefs are like cool. And obviously like Anthony Bourdain was a cool fella and had this alluring personality. So I think it sort of gave birth to all these people wanting to be rock star chefs. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, oh man, look at him. He's cooking shrimp on the plane. <laughs> oh. Isn't that so cool, man? Yeah. Well, bro, this is this is so sick. Like, yeah, it is sick. It's like literally, you could get sick. I think. I mean, people on this guy's TikTok followers obviously think it's sick as balls. 
But yeah, well, you know, he, he got in trouble. Yeah, what did the people who were sitting next to him on the plane think? Because, I mean, I don't even know what I would be... If somebody did that sitting next to me, uh, like, say, if I managed to get an aisle seat and the person in the middle seat was like, excuse me, I'll be right back, and then came back with that, and I knew that there was only one way that they had gotten garlic shrimp on top of mashed potatoes... I don't even know if I would be more upset about the fact that they had cooked in the bathroom or the fact that I now had to sit next to somebody eating garlic shrimp on a plane. That's true. Well, so I he can't did imagine... get in trouble for, mm-hmm. for cooking on the plane. He's now on the no-fry list. Nice! She and... is so pleased. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty serious situation, but it's so gross when you look at the photos of of how he put this together. Yeah, and it, like, did he, it doesn't even mention if he cleaned the sink or what, anything? What, what do you think? <laughs> he probably has a immune system of a bull at this point. Yeah, he's just like a super duty dude. You know, I mean, this is like uh this is like uh this is like the the the, the jackass the, the the chef wing of the jackass universe. They're calling him a walk star. Keep going. We're in no rush. The Mile Fry Club. Okay. Um, did, you, did you ever mile fry? I don't like to mile fry. That's gross. No. No, I eat my food on a dish. I like a lady. I do things where they're meant to be done. And that's never, ever, ever been in a bathroom on uh, on terra firma or at 20,000 feet? I mean, for sure not now. Uh, this guy's... And, and by the way, mm-hmm. the worst brand, shrimp. Great value roasted garlic and great value shrimp. I know. I call bullshit on this guy. He's, it's, just, it's just jackass. The food thing is completely incidental. He's just doing this to get likes. Yeah. There's no hope in the world. There's nothing authentic. I mean, There's no. F- that's authentic. I never thought about doing that. Just because it's stupid doesn't make it inauthentic. What about, did you see the guy who brought a parachute on a Spirit Airlines flight? I mean, I would too. Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines that. is, they're so the devil. Like they just found, they find new and increasingly nefarious ways to ruin air travel. <laughs> they they deserve an award, don't they? Have like those air travel awards every yeah. year? No, I know, and they they should get a negative one. Like yeah, I they so should. Spirit Airlines first made me late for my own surprise fortieth birthday party because <laughs> we went to the airline and we had checked in the day before, but I guess we were the last ones who made it to, not that we were late. We just made it. We were the last people who made it to the air. They're like, we've already, you know, this is the way we do it. We got 150 seats. We sell 160 and you guys showed up 154th. So even though you were checked in yesterday and you have a seat, you're no, you're just not, no, like this is not negotiable. Not like, Oh, we can see if somebody else will take a seat. And then they gave us a bunch of credits. But the problem with getting credits from spirit airlines is you have to fly th- spirit. Airlines. They're only good on spirit airlines. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, and then they always, every now and again, about once a year, I got to relearn the lesson where you're looking, you're like, I'll never fly spirit ever again. Right. Lesson learned. It's just, it's, 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 it's greyhound with wings. Got it. And then, <laughs> And then a year later, you're trying to go somewhere and it's like so much more expensive than you thought it was going to be. And you just see that spirit fair and you're like, oh, so much cheaper. So what? It's just a seat. It's just to get me from A to B. I'll bring my own food. It'll be okay. You know, 
And then you fucking, you select the ticket and it's just like, oh, did you want the whole chair? That's another 30 bucks. Oh, did you want to <laughs> wear the whole chair? I mean, it's so unbelievable. They nickel and dime you. And they, and they, and I hate how in this digital age, they figured out exactly. It's, you know, when you, when you want to get a quote for, I'm thinking about selling my car, how they make you give just enough information that then they go, yeah, we're going to need your email, like a real one to go any yeah. further. And you're like, oh, I've already been doing this for like 90 seconds. I can't back out now. That Spirit Airlines game is there. They cost just as much as everybody else, but you don't realize as they're nickel and diming you that it's slowly but surely adding up. And at that point, you're like, well, I've already been on the Spirit Airlines website for 15 minutes. It's not more than the other ones. It's just the same. But you can't let these motherfuckers win. You can't. I flew them. Yeah, I flew those sons of bitches somewhat <laughs> recently. And I got there and I had rapport with the lady i got to the airline and i was trying to get on an earlier flight and she's like oh yeah that's that's i don't think it's gonna be i can't tell you for sure but it's not gonna be a problem and i was like do i need to like be here and she was like no 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 no. we, we wouldn't even know until you know we have to wait until a certain time until it starts boarding to even call people and i'm like all right well then i'm gonna go drink my face off and uh when i came back they're like dude we called your name like 25 times where and i'm like but my friend jeanette she just bought a house down the jersey shore and they're like i don't know where Who's this, who's this person? I'm like, she was standing next to you. And they gave me a $25 voucher. As a, as for an a, inconvenience? For, you missed the flight? No, I mean, I still got on my later flight, but I should have gotten on the early. No, the, the, the later flight ended up being delayed, which added insult to injury. But they gave me $25, which is like, I'm my father's son. Throwing away a $25 coupon is like lighting a 20 and a 5 on fire. But at the on the other hand, the only way that I could cash 25 free dollars from Spirit Airlines was to give them several hundred more. I see. Burn me once. Yeah. Shame on you. Burn me twice? Yes. I'm going to burn the damn plane down. Wait, you mentioned someone with a parachute. <laughs> yeah, some guy, another merry prankster. I guess he was probably in the military. was just like, you know, I can I can take a backpack. I don't need a backpack. I'm just taking a parachute. And everyone's like, dude, check it out. Dude's got a parachute. And he put it in the overhead. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze again. Oh, gosh. I do apologize. I mean, you could have taken a day off, Tully. I could I have. I, you know what? Yeah. I've already I've already taken too many days off, and I can't I can't get well. Like I'm 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 just I'm 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 too well to do nothing, but not well enough to do anything. And I've been stuck in this holding pattern for too long. Yeah, you know what I mean. I get so it. I, 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 I feel apologize. Like going through that, I'm going crazy doing nothing. So everybody else, unfortunately, needs to bear the brunt of <laughs> my of my situation. Um. Yeah, I mean, parachutes on planes. Let's think about that. I know there's only so much space on the plane, but would it be so crazy? Would it be would it be impossible to have uh uh uh, uh like 200 parachutes on every single plane just in case? Well, I always thought that like why am I getting a flotation device? Yeah. We're drowning. Like I I either need a scuba gear or another airplane. So a parachute is just an airplane that goes down a lot slower. Yeah. What is um what is the track record, if there is any, of those seat cushion flotation devices? Because they always tell you that, you know, in the event of a waterborne landing. Like how many waterborne landings have domestic flights had in the last ten years? And of them, 
how many in how many of them did the plane not just because they say when you fall from a certain height water may as well be concrete like how many water landings have been successful yeah exactly how many times have planes gone into the water and not killed everybody on board like how many flights and then you're in freezing water like what what why don't they just what give, are the odds why don't they successful? just give all of us two bags of peanuts instead of whatever they're spending on these fancy space age chairs that nobody is ever going to use has anybody has there ever been one person whose plane went down who lived and was survived by navy and when was rescued by navy seals just because they held on to their spirit airlines middle seat until help could arrive while they were there on the high seas with with sharks circling has that scenario ever happened one time yeah the that hockey team are you talking about alive yeah they're making they just made um a new documentary or or maybe they made a a, um, a new scripted film about it because it's like some oh, some anniversary of that i saw like one of the people who did it in, in in part of the making of it like went back to the same place during the same time of year which i'm sure was a very emotional thing it made him a little hungry Hey everybody, this episode of The Deuce is brought to you by Every Plate. Now, I know you're probably sick of cooking if you're somebody who cooks for the holidays and you had family over and they're ungrateful and they critique your food and you spend all this time making it and no one appreciates it. Well, now's the time for you to call in a little help and Every Plate can be your help. It's 50% cheaper than your average fast casual meal and it's so easy. There's like six steps. There's so many different recipes and a lot of the stuff is pre for you. Sometimes you might have to buy one or two things, but it's so easy. High quality ingredients, sustainably sourced seafood, which the Little Mermaid truly appreciates. And not to mention the company has a 31% lower carbon footprint, which makes all of us here on the West Coast very happy because when the crap hits the fan, apparently California is going to crash right off into the ocean. So check out every plate. It's amazing. And they even have a dollar steak for life. You can add a 10-ounce ranch steak to your weekly order for just $1 per box. I'm already starving. You guys have to try America's Best Value Meal Kit. The good folks at Every Plate were kind enough to send us some some meals to try out, and I was very, very pleased with the experience. The food, it's so straightforward. It's so easy to make. It's so quick to make. And you know, if you listen to the show, me and Jesse both love a bargain. You're going to save money eating Every Plate so much cheaper than restaurant food, so much cheaper than delivery with the ridiculous delivery fees these days. Get started. Get a meal for one Forty-nine plus, like Jesse mentioned, one dollar stakes for life by going to everyplate.com/podcast and entering our code, which is forty-nine deuce. The numbers four nine and deuce. Subscription must be active to qualify and redeem one dollar stake. One more time, get started with every plate for just one forty-nine per meal plus one dollar stakes for life by going to everyplate.com/podcast and entering code. 49 deuce 49 deuce subscription must be active to qualify and redeem one dollar stake bon appetit so this says what's the survival rate of a water landing although yeah. survival rates vary by the time of year and water body type the overall sure. general aviation ditching survival rate is 90 percent. i find that very unlikely 
I think it's easy to have a very high survival rate of something that doesn't happen often. It's well, like, I hey, also ninety percent. Why? Because it happened once. Well, are you are you looking up commercial airlines? Because I would imagine like the private jets are you know notorious for you know probably just Sully then. Yeah, because I could see where like a little private jet you might have a you know kind of glide that into the water. Maybe it's like there's of. been one. One. So I have to listen. Water landing, and then fucking, who was it? Was it was it Virgin or was it JetBlue that was like, why are we doing this the boring way? We're gonna make some some zazzy show tune out of um out of giving you the 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 security rundown, and then all the rest of them didn't want to be left behind. So now everybody's got a literal song and dance. I don't get to watch fucking the latest Sandra Bullock vehicle for five additional minutes while I watch Delta fake Delta employees do a song and dance about me clinging for dear life to my fucking plane, my plane seat in the, in the, in the purely hypothetical eventuality that we hit the water and don't all die on contact. What are we doing? I want Sully the musical. Did they not make, Oh, they, I think they made that a scripted film, right? I, yeah. What was it? Was, Tom, was Hanks? Tom Hanks Sully? Yeah, I think he was. Hmm. Do you remember that? Pl- they remember that movie Flight with Denzel Washington, where he flipped the plane upside down, drunk as hell, just. <laughs> I do. He just f- totally flipped the plane. That would be like that's like how a drunk dad would do it. Probably. Hey, where are that's you ex- on? Where are you on musicals? I bet you're a chick. I bet you like musicals. I do like musicals. I've seen a couple. Nailed One of it. my best friends brought me to see. Bye Bye Birdie on Broadway with John Whoa. Stamos and Gina Gershon. Thank you very much. He was fantastic. And I've seen West Side Story. Uh, uh, I have also seen, I've seen a bunch of them. I just can't think of what, what ones they were. It was years ago. Why? What, what about musicals? What's going on? Are you thinking of joining one? No, I, my my uh, my wife and daughter went to a musical over the weekend and um it's like one of those things just like um like uh like like uh reality shows well i more to the point like like talent competition tv shows you know just things things that i thought were you know everything in entertainment and in life is cyclical but things that i really some things do go away for good you know um i really thought that we were just done with them forever and I, I've been shocked to see. I think musicals are bigger now than they've ever been in my lifetime. And I still find it hard to believe that anybody actually likes them. I like live musicals. I do not like televised musicals. That being said, I do yeah. love a live Christmas musical. I freaking love a live Christmas musical. For example. I love, uh, well, um, what's his name's daughter did a live musical last year. What's... uh. The, the the news anchor has a daughter who's turned into an actress. Matt Lauer. <laughs> <laughs> da, no, is it Dan Rather's daughter? Lori Lauer. Not Lori Lauer. I can't think of her freaking name. Um, uh, Thomasina Brokaw. I'm going to have to look it up now. Alberta it, Roker. Alberta <laughs> Roker. Famous news anchor's daughter. Um, and Daniela then Rather. <laughs> there was the what's his name the one that's straight and everyone thinks is gay ryan seacrest did yeah. his christmas 
which was so much fun. That's fun with the kids, but I only like live musicals. I have a hard time where, you know, (laughs) I will say, I will say this. Musicals are a little tricky. Like, unless it's like a classic, like, you know, West Side Story is such a freaking classic. And, you know, uh, what's the other one with the shoes? Boots. (sighs) Kinky boots. Kinky boots. Sure. Uh, These are classics. But, like, when it's a story and and people are acting and then they're like yeah man you know it's just it's hard out there it's hard out there in the world and it's like the sun is rising and they just start like they sing what they're doing and it just feels weird yeah. it just feels strange it's like and i'm going to take a walk down the street and find her 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 it's just it feels like everyone's having a panic attack on stage sometimes when it's not good but when it's good yeah. boy you get swept up in the sauce you get you feel like revived when a good musical's good you feel revived when it's yeah. bad you're like get me out of this theater these people are never going to make it they should all be become professional dog walkers and please let me leave Please let me leave and just go find a, a grilled cheese sandwich and some hot soup at a diner down the street and, and try to erase my memories of what just went down with cheese. Yeah. 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 I'm still not sure I'm sold on The Lion King as a musical property, having now seen I, it twice, unfortunately. I agree with that because that's Disney. Why are we turning Disney into musicals? Yeah. I, I don't understand that. Does Disney need musicals? Why is they Disney do. doing musicals? Well, I, it's more I mean, argu- argu- arguably they always were just on screen. Really? Well, on screen. Well, no, but I'm talking about like Broadway. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. need it on Broadway. No, we don't. It, it's to me, it's like, okay, let's tell like stories like the Book of Mormon. That needs to be a musical. That's something that's so unique. Um, Brian Williams. Oh, okay. So Allison yeah, he- Williams. Wait, Allison. Okay. She's so cute. And she did a musical. She also did this really great movie. She was in Get Out, I think. But she was also in... Uh, oh, God. this was a, It was a scary movie. I think it was called The Perfection. I'm going to look her up on IMDb. Let's see. Movies and TV shows. She was in Megan. She was great in that. She was great in Get Out. The Perfection. It's a movie on Netflix. And an interesting thriller, horror, new style. And it has to do with perfectionism and obsession with perfectionism. She did Peter Pan live. That was fantastic. Oh my gosh. Peter Pan? <gasps> Which, have you heard the spin on Peter Pan? Please. The spin is that... What's the Peter, word on the street about Peter word, Pan? Word on the street about Pete's Pans is that Peter Pan was actually the uh, villain. Okay. And he was stealing children to uh, Never Neverland. Uh-huh. And that Captain Hook was trying to save him from Peter. Wow. But, you know, this is probably Sam Tripoli's doing. Yeah, almost definitely. For sure, Sam Tripoli started this. And then everyone's like, bro, did you hear? (laughs) You know what Peter Pan's really about? Whenever anyone goes, do you know what it's really about? You're like, okay. Oh, my God. So you, you, you like Alex Jones? First, before, if anybody ever goes... Well, you know what the real story is. Your, your qu- next question should be, first, what are the top three podcasts on your cell phone? Oh, my God. That's a terrific. Yeah. That's because terrific I need to question. know where your source. What are your sources? If it's not like NPR, yeah. <laughs> the Daily, and perhaps a Wall Street Journal or two, 
I don't know if we can talk. I realize those are extremely liberal, but yeah. Do people, I don't know, I'm not on, you know, I haven't been on dating sites in forever. Do people just divulge like their entertainment tastes? Because that tells you everything you need to know about somebody. Don't tell me it like, really I'm, does. I'm just an easy go, easy, I'm just an easy going guy. But you know, I, when the going gets tough, I can get real serious too. You know, I love my family, <laughs> but I love making new friends too. But I also love spending time alone. You know, like, just tell me what podcast you listen to. Tell me, tell me a movie you liked last year and a movie that you didn't like. And then, I mean, I probably will know if you or I can get along. That's true. So what are your go-to entertainment sources? Well, the wife and I last night watched She's Out of Control, the 1989 movie starring Tony Danza. The night before that, we watched um, the original film version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, great Christy Swanson and Luke Perry, which is a really really interestingly subversive movie, which I think people kind of have come to know retroactively because obviously the guy who made it, Joss Whedon, was like not happy with... um, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, but you know that guy. If if he wasn't happy with the way the film developed, and so he went back to what was like the WB or something like that, and was like, "Let me just remake this thing, but do it right this time." So, but at the time, it was this huge flop for being like, "What the fuck is this?" And it's actually amazing. Um, I what I think is most amazing about it is that Luke Perry. You forget how gigantic Luke Perry was, like exactly what Johnny Depp was after 21 Jump Street where it was just like Huge. yeah just go do movies and you're a big star just pick your pick your pick your role and go do it that's exactly where Luke Perry was and Luke Perry made two such awful decisions with all of that capital that he got like overnight from 21 Jump Street he did 8 seconds the the bull riding movie I love that movie well you're you're the only one and then uh more like eight viewers. And then he went to uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And what I find so interesting about that is he was, and I think when you look back at him, and I say this as a fan and, and rest in peace, Luke Perry, he's like a lot. That's right. Tw- he passed away. He's a lot twerpier on screen than I expected him to be. He's just kind of like a small man, um, kind of like a frail dude. And and Christy Swanson's got kind of like linebacker shoulders. They're, they're a weird <laughs> physical pairing with one another, but the guy could have done just about anything that was remotely suitable for his type. And that movie, he essentially plays the girlfriend role. The movie is totally about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And he is like the love interest that's like literally hiding behind her while she's fighting stuff, which is so ahead of its time. And it was such just a weird, unusual movie. And it's it's not a perfect movie. So it's not like one of these things where you can fault the general public for going, this was genius and you guys all missed it. Um, It wasn't genius, but it was like super interesting. And it's a shame that it completely was the the second and fatal blow to his film career. It says he died of a stroke, a massive stroke. He was only 52 years old. And stroke victims are normally people who have brain injury or some sort of predisposition or they're older yeah but his family has not offered details about the medical findings so there's a little bit of mystery about his death and everything do tell that's that's it that's a mystery they don't really know the family wouldn't release all the information you know maybe you know and, and why do we need to know how and why everyone dies unless it's a public health issue 
mm. public health safety issue or something that affects a large group of people? Do we yeah. need to know everyone's cause and time time of death and cause? And it, it feels like a lot of details yeah. are for consumption, not for information. There's no doubt about that, though. There's no doubt that human beings function quite a bit on on gossip for you know reasons we. Hot God, sort of easy to understand and 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 hard to understand at the same time. But like, you put it this way: like, do we need to know? No, I'm sitting here no. right. I'm sitting here right now. I don't know how Luke Perry died. It's fine. I'm 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 getting along just fine. Sometimes I forget he even did die. If I went on my phone as soon as we were done speaking here, and it was just like amazing shocking cause of luke perry's death revealed would i click on it yeah because i didn't need to know but i'm curious and i think most it people is, are, i think yeah. most people are most people are are, are just you know it's, i'm curious yeah there you know you know what happens to the cat that's curious curiosity kills yeah yeah that's right and then you know what people start start searching for what killed the cat on google you know what i found interesting about luke perry was that he at the end is he i don't know if they're still doing it but there's aarp magazine uh american association that's cute we, we know we know you get it at the house and he well he i feel like he was um one of the very first people that they put on the cover of the magazine when he turned 50 and everyone ah. that became their shtick for a little while was it was like did you see who's on the cover of this but he's not old he's not a retired person and they're like see like you need to be becoming involved with AARP as you're coming up on retirement age and he was like it, it was this this was the first time frankly i mean no disrespect to the guy he you know his career didn't go very well after 90210 it was like the first time anybody had talked about him in 15 years was he's not old enough to be an AARP spokesperson. No. And then he died like two years later. So in retrospect, he, he was. Oh my God. AARP killed him. Yeah. Think Shh. about it. That's pretty serious. Yeah. What, what are some of the things that you have thought about as you become an older person that you're concerned about? Are you somebody who doesn't prep in that way? Do you mean like what does it all mean, or like practical considerations? I mean like health stuff, like oh, you know, you've got two children, right? I do, yes. And barring that everybody lives and does well, we mm -hmm. hope they do. Yep, your kids are gonna be taking care of you. Just smart, smart to have two. See, it's so weird. Everybody seems to. It's so odd to me how uh, like That's I right, just you have your whole viewpoint on this. I never thought when I had kids. It just like, it was selfish in the regard that, yes, I want kids. It was selfish in the regard that I looked at my life with my fiance and our here today, gone tomorrow street cat and said, I would like a little bit more happening in our nest here. But I never, I've heard so many people go, what do I just need? Like a little mini me? I'd never, I never, it's like so narcissistic to, I ne that just never occurred to me. Did I ever think I want to make some new friends? No, I never, somebody who will worship me. No, I never thought about that. And I, I just fucking lack the, dude, I don't even have like a spending budget on a weekly basis. I don't know what I'm allowed to spend <laughs> this week on groceries. Do you think I've got some designs for when I'm 85 years old? Who's going to wipe my ass? I just don't even, I should think about it, but I don't. Well, I'm inspired to discuss it more. All right. For for listeners uh and um not necessarily on this podcast. I just mean in general like mm -hmm. things to 
think about and things to prepare. Okay, so let's do it. So what do you to make about? it easier for your children? Yeah, and okay. these are things you might have already thought about, but really picking a um, POA. What's that? Power of attorney. Okay. Power of attorney gives the right to somebody to make decisions on your behalf if you becoming incapacitated. So or... all of like the living will that that kind of stuff, end of life directives is I can't tell you how many times my my wife. It's important to me. It's more important to my wife. How many times we've been like, right? We've been talking about it for so by by one week from today, it'll be settled. And then that, and then I write to one person that I find online, and they don't write back to me, and that's the end of it. So it's once it's. <laughs> It's one. We, I, I'm I'm embarrassed to say I do have um I do have life insurance. So oh, that's we're, a start. Where it, I think I feel actually I, I was I don't think of it very often. It's just like one of those set it and forget it things. But like my wife, because it's cheaper for for women to get it, she has one of these like whole life sorts of things. But for me, I just have if I were to meet an untimely demise while the kids are still dependent, they are gonna get fucking caked up, and I feel good about that. It feels good to know that. Yeah. It. it it's uh you know my my both my parents left us with bills so mm. you're ahead of the game yeah no there's just so many like things that people don't consider because they think it's down the road but it, there's just little steps to take so that when the road shows up sooner yeah. than you thought mm-hmm. no one's fucking scrambling because the worst is scrambling and being like what do they want how do I we know. do this what about these affairs it, it's being an adult the thing that they leave out is that you have to if you are a child of someone, essentially you're going to have to deal with their, what they leave behind. Yes. And so it just makes it easier to have all of that sort of, you know, tucked away. You know, what would be great. What's that? A musical about all of this. I I think that'd be really funny. Like it's such a, it's not boring. I think it's kind of fascinating, like all the different facets and, um, different, considerations that need to be made towards your end of life Mm -hmm. and things I never even thought of. So it's, it's kind of so clean. It's, it's so straightforward and and right down the middle that to make it a musical would make it so funny to me (laughs) to to like (laughs) talk about power of attorney and end of life and, you know, (coughs) funeral. Oh gosh. I'm going to pieces. Funeral desires. You literally are going to pieces. It's getting I worse wonder, as we speak. I wonder what the... The, um, <laughs> the diagnosis is. No, I just wonder what like the most amount of coughing and sneezing has ever been on a, on a podcast. I'm going for the record. You're going for the record? I believe I am. Hold on. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. That was a wet one. This is so bad. Tully, it might you might want to get the end of life stuff figured out sooner. Than I had later. a feeling you might say that. You know what? I, I think somebody should make a movie about. You're reminding me of something. It's di- it's different, but uh, it's the same, but totally different. Um, somebody should make a movie. I think it would be like too um, depressing, maybe. But a bunch of old people who are like whether they're in a home or whatever that are just like fuck it, like let's go on some insanely stupid adventure. There is. It's called bucket list with morgan freeman oh my and god and jack nicholson and jack nicholson <laughs> yeah man talk about throwing away a lifetime of cool credibility in like one fucking movie jack nicholson what the fuck were you doing i i have a theory 
I think him and Morgan were friends mm-hmm. and they just wanted to do a movie together. And, and that was the only, and, and that was the only script that was written. Yeah, that, that was year. it. Yeah. That was like a, that was a script to keep the lights on. Yeah. That, that was, was just like a bare minimum budget. Yeah. Movie script. That was a, a, another, another great film from, uh, from Delta Airlines studios. Well, it's so funny because people who don't, and I don't mean this directed towards you. This is just a conversation. People who don't really have perspective will say all the things they want to do. Oh, one day I'll do this and one day I'll do that. One day I'll climb Mount Kilimanjaro. One day I'll jump out of a plane. One day I'll go see the Great Wall of China. There's something pretty consistent with people that I've known that have had serious near-death experiences and have had severe medical anomalies happen to them that has changed their life. And after that, they start living their life like people who say, oh, one day I'll do this, one day I'll do that. People who have experienced a day that might be their last day are like, you don't have any time left. That's the only way to live. Yeah. So that is, that's the more like, um, you were asking, you know, how's my thinking change as I've, as I've gotten older. And then there's the practical side of it of, are you taking steps to prepare for end of life and all that? But in terms of just straight up life philosophy, this can't be the first time I'm saying this to you, something that has just been ringing through my head. It's sort of become a bit of a, a mantra the further I get into my 40s is I, I was a big someday person. And at a certain point, the light bulb really went off. Someday has to come someday. Yeah, and, and and the clock is ticking on on all of those things, especially the things you want to do that involve being able to like use your body and shit like that. So, you know, I have to ask myself um, when I when I say someday, I have to ask myself not when is theoretical someday because it's if you say I'm going to do it in fifty years or I'm going to do it in seven years, they're both the same thing. You're not actually planning to do them. When is someday is like, what is a practical timeline to when that someday comes? Or else I have to confront the fact that that is a a nice dream, a fond fantasy, but not something I'm serious about doing. It all comes down to your perspective and what what do you, what do you really want to do? There's a sign that I pass quite often and I, I, I do believe it's a quote from somebody famous. I've never looked it up. I just see it and I go, oh, I forgot about that. And it says... Live each day with a sense of urgency. Oh, no, it's uh, it's a little bit more than that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, tackle God. Each, it's tackle each day. It's one of those street artist things that get yeah. stuck on the side of like the transistors. Oh, God, I hate smug street artists so much. With a rel- unrelenting sense a re- of... A re- unrelenting sense of urgency yeah who said that like dj skypole or something dead mouse god damn i'm it. just kidding no it may as well it. be um yeah I, I i've seen that well I, what do you call that stuff where they like use the the tom sawyer white shit to like you poster you put the paper up and then you run the glue shit over it and it makes it stick on the side of stuff yeah that's pretty much that's a technical that's how that that's works. A, yeah, that's that's how that you works. Need me to stick any of, <laughs> if you need me to stick any of that shit, yeah, I'll, you know, I don't. I don't want to have to explain it because it's going to confuse you. But basically, boy, yeah, to use the lingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can't find it anywhere on the internet. Yeah, yeah, it turns out nobody said it. Just that guy. But hey, you find inspiration wherever you find it. And you, you know, I do believe that there's something to that. Him. But 
unrelenting. It's hard. It's very difficult. Yeah. Well, then you do that and then you find yourself complaining about burnout, you know? That's true. Because you're living with a constant sense of FOMO and sense that whatever I'm doing, that's, that's cocaine. Cocaine is the feeling that there's definitely something I should be doing and I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's definitely not what I'm doing right now. So let me you go. Into, let me go in this other room, and then it'll be fine. Let me go in this other room, and then it'll be fine. And that's why cocaine is not a sustainable lifestyle. I think that's why the sweet spot is somewhere in the middle. That's right. It's in between the burnout yes. and the urgency. That's what I'm talking about. Are we done? If you will excuse me, I'm going to go bury my face in a pillow of tissues. Oh, you need to go take a nap. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.